you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, hi, this is Dan. Welcome into the 48 Days Online Radio Show. You know, we are officially in fall. We're officially in the last quarter of the year. This is the time to be designing what you want 2015 to be. Yeah, we don't just wait and see what happens. Those people are called victims. That's not us. We're going to design what we want 2015 to look like. Hey, our theme for today is titled, Go Ahead, Make Something. I'm going to be telling you about a company that makes something. I'm going to be telling you about a new company that I was introduced to recently. We've got a new mattress in the Miller household, and it's from Casper. Our friends at Casper.com. We're going to be telling you more about what they do and why I want you to be familiar with this company. We got a special offer for you at Casper.com slash 48 days. You use the promo code 48 days there. You're going to get a discount on a really kicking mattress. And I'll explain to you how we got introduced to it here in just a second. Well, go ahead and make something. Here's some of the questions and input that I've got from listeners today. Dan, each year I feel more and more like a trained dog. Now that comes from a school teacher and she'll tell us why. Dan, I make a six figure income, but I don't have a college degree. And now I want to change jobs. Dan, what are the 5% of authors do to break out a low income? How can I find my real passion in life? I'm 44 years old and a single father. Should I always be honest in the interview? Now, here's a quotation. This comes from Thomas Edison, who said, He who has never made a mistake has never made anything. Now, there you go. If you made a mistake, it just means you were trying to make something. It means you weren't sitting around just waiting on things to be perfect. You went ahead and made something. Those are the people who get ahead, the people who make mistakes, lots of mistakes. So again, our quotation, Thomas Edison, he who has never made a mistake has never made anything. Well, let me tell you about this company I want to introduce you to, and then we're going to do some success stories. But Casper... Casper.com is one of these cool new companies. Now, you've heard me talk about Harry's Razors, which I absolutely love. You've heard me talk about Tom's Shoes. These are companies that are socially responsible. Companies that are doing more than just making a product and making money. Casper's one of those. A couple young guys got together and said, hey, we ought to be able to make an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. Now, think about it for a minute. Now, I love new ideas like this. So I was comfortable, you know, telling you about my new friends at Casper because they are doing something different that's been done the very same way for a very, very long time. Now, you've seen the people standing around corners in your town. I'm sure I, we see them here all the time. You know, mattress sale, mattress sale. Well, mattresses have an amazing markup on them because they come through those retail stores. So it's always the same thing. There's a manufacturing company somewhere. They make them then they're sent to a distributor, then they're sent to a retail store. So in the process, there's a lot of markup there. What if you could buy right from the company where there was no retail stores and you're going to get it shipped right to you, which is another really cool thing. Now this is Casper. It's a combination of two technologies, latex foam, memory foam, 
come together, give you better nights, brighter days. There's, this is one thing that I really like risk free trial. You can try sleeping on a Casper for a hundred days. If you don't like it, you send it back. Now, I'm not quite sure how to do that, frankly, because when our Casper arrived, UPS guy dropped it off. UPS guy. Now think about that. We got a queen size mattress and the UPS guy dropped it off in my front porch. It came in a box. It came in a box. Now it happened that it was delivered here when we had one of our live events going on. So we had a lot of fun with it. We brought it inside the sanctuary and opened this box. I said, you guys are going to see something magical here because it was compressed in so that it could fit in a box. And UPS guy says, Hey, I'm delivering a lot of these things, which is kind of fun that they're getting that kind of traction right out of the gate. But then you take their special little opener and open the plastic bag and you better have this sucker in the room you want it in because when you open it, it flops open and becomes a much bigger size than it was just 30 seconds prior when it was in the box. So we opened it in front of a crowd here, had a blast with it and immediately had uh, Dr. Clark Gaither in the back say, Hey, I've got one of those. You know, he was already familiar with it, but we got this, we took it to our house. Now, these are made in America. They come from New York City. And I'll tell you the prices. I mean, this is no secret. It's $500 for a twin-size mattress, $950 for a king-size. Now, if you compare that to industry averages, that's an outstanding price point. We took it to our house, put it in a bed. Our grandkids fight over who's going to get to sleep on that mattress. I've slept on it. It is an amazing experience. It's something being done differently where they've been doing it the same way for year after year after year after year. I love companies that come along and say, hey, we're going to break the mold. It doesn't have to be done that way. So check out my friends at Casper, casper.com slash 48 days. Use the promo code 48 days and you'll get a $50 discount. Now that's in addition to free shipping. You get free delivery. If you live in New York City, it'll be there the same day. Anywhere else, it's going to be within five days. I think I got mine within about two. Free delivery. When you think about the pain in the neck it is to get a mattress and get it home and put it in, you get this in a box, carry it into the room where you want it to be, open it, it opens, ah, just starts breathing. And you'll be amazed the kind of sleep that you get on it. Casper.com slash 48 days. Use the promo code 48 days to get your $50 discount. You know, there's a whole lot of people doing things differently. We've talked about Tom's shoes. We've talked about Harry's razors. There's a new bra company that I may be telling you about. I read an article in fast company about this little gal who decided that's an industry where they've been doing things the same way forever and ever and ever. And it needs to be changed. Well, she did. She does it differently. Now I'm not a bra expert, but my wife is, and she went online, went to their site and she ordered a couple bras. She got them in. She says, this is amazing. She said, I can't believe that nobody's done this before. She says the most comfortable bras she's ever had. Again, I, frankly, I don't even remember the name of the company. I'll get that. But I love when companies come along and do something differently in an industry where we just kind of expect it to be the same forever and ever. I mean, think about the keyboard that we have. You know, I've written about this before that Q U E R T Y. I mean, that's set up so that it is requires you to go slowly when you're typing. The keyboards that we use today were set up purposely to slow you down so the keys would not jam in a typewriter. Now, how ridiculous is that, that we continue to use that same keyboard? 
But at some point, somebody's going to have to say, we need to do this differently. We need to break the mold, do it differently. Yes, it'll require a learning curve, but sometimes we get used to doing things the same way. And it turns out that same way is very inefficient and ineffective. Well, we got a whole lot of things going on here. We got the 48days.com countdown going on. If you go to 48days.com slash countdown, you'll see the special package there. We've got a couple free teleseminars for all the gang in there. We, uh, we don't have a whole lot of those books left, but we've got the, what you're getting is 10 hardback autograph copies, 48 days to the work you love for $48. And with that package, you also get a DVD we're putting in there, the 48 peppermint candies and some other surprises that we're putting in there. So we got that going on, a lot of other things as well. Well, let's go to some of the success stories for today. This one comes from Laura, who says, I did it. She says, Dan, thank you for generously sharing your wisdom and inspiration with me through your book and podcast. I wanted to share a year-long project with you that I recently completed, and that's at Nine Oaks way.com since you have a wonderful appreciation for art and nature i thought you would value the story i share in my website my collection of fine art botanical prints for individuals and designers the lord used your voice to encourage and challenge me when i struggled with giving up and quitting because it was really hard and would never be perfect when i made the commitment to finish what i started no matter what it was a game changer i launched my website last friday During this project, I've listened literally to countless episodes of your radio show. I look forward to it every single week. Thank you. You've been a life and business mentor to me this past year, and I'm humbled and grateful for the experience. Dan said is a common phrase around our household. Thanks for what you do. Well, Laura is a 29-year-old wife, mom to a 15-year-old baby boy, interior design graduate of Auburn University. And again, her site is Nine Oaks way.com i did go there laura looked at your story great story love what you're doing love how you transitioned into doing what you're doing as a part of your life transition being a mom where you went back to your original love of botanical things the leaves i love the prints that you're doing congratulations on taking that idea and moving forward you know laura talks about you know the concern about it not being perfect and the fear about moving forward you know anything that we do that really is going to have extraordinary results is going to take us into new territory. I mean, nobody gets up and just continues doing what they've always done. And then we, you know, see something wonderful that they produced new product or business or double their income. No, you've got to do something different. And when we do things that are different, it evokes fear in all of us. I mean, sometimes I, uh, people assume that I don't have any fear. Sure, I do. Man, I got those butterflies like everybody. I just hope to get them all flying in the same direction at some point and move forward anyway. But fear is not something to be eliminated. Fear can work against or for us. Fear can be a great motivator to get us moving. Don't try to eliminate fear. That would be unrealistic. If you're going to walk out and speak in, on a stage with 10,000 people there you better have some fear. If you don't, you're going to appear to be sloppy and casual and not caring. Fear brings us to our very best in many ways. But here's the deal. Just go ahead and do it. Uh, my friend Jeff Goins says, do it afraid. Do it afraid. Don't try to eliminate the fear. Just 
do it afraid, but go ahead and do it anyway. See, the key is not, can you eliminate the fear? The key is, are you going to do something that you haven't done before? That'll take you into the kind of things that Laura's talking about. New website up, new season of her life, enjoying being a mom, but still having a business on the side. Cool stuff. Josh says, Dan, huge fan of your show. I've been listening to Entrepreneurial Podcast for months, but just added years to my subscriptions. Yours was the first that motivated and encouraged me enough to take my website live. And it's phonesyllabi.us. Now, it's kind of an unusual spelling there, phone, S-Y-L-L-A-B. What he's doing is taking a syllabus that college students have and create an app that then shows up in your phone, which shows your schedule, your class schedule. So it's right there. Looks like a really cool thing. And Josh says he'd love to hear a shout out on the show that gave me the courage to launch. Well, Josh, you just got a shout out. And again, congratulations on having done what you've done. Let me grab one more here. This comes from Carlos who says, Dan, I wrote you a question about three years ago when I began to listen to the show asking about working in sales after my military career because I liked working as a recruiter. I'm starting the transition process. I have two months months left. I'm moving into real estate in Southern California. Having my license for six months, I made more in my first transaction than I do in two months of 10 to 12 hour days currently. And I'm already in my third deal. Thank you for your advice and guidance. I hope to influence people around me as you influence those who listen to you. I remember you asking a previous show that you were looking for transitioning service members to contribute to the 48 days to the work you love military section. How can I be your inside source? Well, transitioning. Thanks. Well, thanks for your comments. Thanks for your success story. Congratulations on knocking it out of the park in your real estate right out of the gate there, Carlos. And if you go to 48 days.com slash monographs, monographs, you'll find the input that I'm looking for from people like you to help me with those little monographs that address particular niche audiences like people who are military veterans. So I'd love to get your input there. Had a couple guys who were just here at a recent uh, coaching with excellence event, Mike and Tristan who are in the very final months of transitioning out and they're going to be champions for me in that space as well. I'm leaning on them heavily to help me develop the material for how do you do that? I mean, there's a lot of challenges in transitioning from military service back to civilian work. And we're going to have some special tools and guidance to help people in that transition as well as some, in, some, in, some other um, unique niches, people with a, a criminal record. That's another one and not a big deal at all these days. If you know how to do it right, If you think that's an obstacle, it is. But if you go out here with your head held high, you can find opportunities, even if you have that in your record. And some other unique audience niches as well that we're going to be looking at. Anyway, again, congratulations to Carlos, to Josh, and to Laura on the things that they've done to move them into this category. Hey, if you got a success story, share it with us. We'd love to put you in this category. Just go to 48days.com 
Click on the podcast link. You can share it there. You can just shoot it in directly to me at askdan at 48days.com. Love to hear these stories. Love to hear yours about what you're doing to create your own success. Shoot it to us. We can share it with the audience here. Ah, love that old Queen song. This comes from Janice, who says, I lost my government job after 26 plus years. Had to sell my home, and I'm looking for an apartment. I'm bored, single, with no nearby family, with excellent health. I would like to find a way to work and make income, even if I need to relocate. What can you suggest that may work for someone after retirement? Social security is not a means to move up in my goals. Thanks for all your inspiration for making a life that is rewarding. Love the radio broadcast. You are compassionate, but firm and forthright. Hmm. I like that. Thanks, Janice. Compassionate, but firm and forthright. I'll take that. Well, the issue is not your age. The issue really is just to take a fresh look at your skills and abilities, your personality traits, your values, dreams, and passions, and ask yourself, what kind of thing, what kind of work would blend those together? And often at retirement, it's a great opportunity to take a fresh look at those things and to move into work that sometimes is more fulfilling than anything you've ever done. So don't, don't focus on your age. Just focus on taking a fresh look in the same way as if you were 25. If you're 62 or 65 or 70 or whatever it is, just take a fresh look at it again to say, what kind of work would fit me? And a lot of people are discovering that they can go into the most productive 20 years of their lives after they retire. I mean, a lot of people are doing that. You know, the people that I really feel sorry for, I've got a couple neighbors who are retired, who are in their early 50s, early 50s, and they're retired. And frankly, I feel sorry for these guys. They piddle around and they go to Home Depot and they come home and they do something else and they do a little addition, they do a little improvement, they trim their yard one more time and they're bored out of their minds. I mean, I know they are. I talk to them. But they think that that's the expected path. They put in enough years. They took retirement. Now they get their little retirement check. So they really don't have to do anything to change their lifestyle. And they're content with that. That would scare me to death. That would scare me to death to get up. I, to, we just had my mastermind here. And we were talking about the fact that I'm looking at some major changes in 48 days. My daughter Ashley has worked with me for 10 years. And now she has three little girls and she's really kind of taking a fresh look at who she is and where she's going. I mean, she's loved this ride we've had together, but she's deciding, wow, does she want to devote more time to just being a mom? You know, is this really her dream or is she just helping me with my dream? And I'm encouraging her to look at that. But if she decided to move out, now she's responsible for a whole lot of things that happen here. She's kind of my next level down in the hierarchy of leadership here. And then she takes care of everything else. So she handles all of our live event details. She takes care of all our virtual assistants. She oversees all the web stuff, new product development, promotion, marketing, and all that. She's kind of the go-to person for me. And then she takes care of everybody down below that. So here's the deal. If she decided, yeah, she really wants to step out of that role, the day-to-day responsibilities. I could just write a little, speak a little, 
coach a little and with the things I have in place, you know, continue to do pretty well. Is that appealing to me? Not for a nanosecond. One of the ideas that I presented to my mastermind this last week was I showed a little three minute video clip by Dan Sullivan talking about how to 10 times your business. He says it's easier to plan how to go 10 times where you are than two times. Well, that gets me excited. And I look at a lot of things that we do in exactly that way. How can we do 10 times what we're doing currently? When I go to an event, I go to a workshop or seminar, that's always my question. How can I get a 10 times return the investment I made to come to this event? So if I go to an event and it costs me $2,000, I'm looking at what is the one or two ideas that I can take with me that are going to add $20,000 to my income this year. That's always how I look at that. So I'm looking at, always looking at, you know, how can I go, how can I go big? So as you're looking at your own transition, Janice, you're going into retirement. Yeah. If you want to continue doing things, it's really not an issue of you being in retirement or your age. It's an issue of you just simply deciding what excites you, what gets you up in the morning. What is it that you want to do? Now, there's a book that I just did a forward for. The book is not scheduled to be released till March of 2015. I wish I could get you a copy right now because it's really well done. Uh, the authors are Hans Finzel and Rick Hicks. And the title is Launch Your Encore, Finding Adventure and Purpose Later in Life really well done. I'll continue to promote that, I'm sure, as we get closer to launch time and make that available as a resource. Well, let me, let me play this clip from um, Randy here. We'll try to get through this and give Randy a little help in his situation. Hi, Dan. This is Randy in Texas. And I had a question. I've been in and out of network marketing for about 14 years now. And is it probably safe to say that that's probably not the best hit for me. Um, I just find myself getting really frustrated and I'm looking at maybe doing some YouTube videos now. Uh, I'm excited about that. I have a lot of uh, background. I like uh, that just kind of excites me and I can talk about strange and esoteric and geeky stuff that I'm interested in. And But I've heard that Really making anything substantial on YouTube is, is tough, and it's kind of like winning the lottery also. So I just wanted your thoughts on that, Dan. I uh, appreciate it. Or maybe I haven't really given network marketing an honest shake, uh, you know, after talking to 15 people and you only have two customers. It's kind of frustrating. Um, maybe I'm not giving myself enough of a chance to <laughs> go through the numbers and do what I need to do. Thanks for your help, Dan. I really appreciate it. All right. Now, Randy covered a lot of things there. We're going to touch on a couple. In an email accompanying his voice message, he said he's a high C and D on the DISC profile. Now, if you know the DISC, we've got the D-I-S-C, the C and the D are at both ends. Those are very project and task focused. The I and the S are very people and relationship oriented. So let's deal with that a little bit here. In network marketing, what do you do? You're not behind the scenes. You're not just manipulating ideas and numbers. You are talking with people. It's very relationship focused, very relationship focused. So if you're going to do well in network marketing, you need to be high in I and S. Those are the ones 
where you love just spending time with people. You love just hanging out, you know, spending three hours with people talking about stuff and you're kind of, you know, smoozing about the business that you're in. You introduce it to them and you have some people come over to your house that night and you show them the little plan. You get them involved. They call you Saturday night at 10 o'clock in tears because they haven't done as well as they wanted to. And you console them. You know, get, you get the idea. Those are the things that will make you extremely successful in network marketing. But with what you describe as your personal profile, I doubt it's going to work. It's always going to feel like pulling teeth to you. You're likely to be too impatient to address the needs of those people that you're recruiting in. And that's what network marketing is all about. I mean, I don't care how great the product is and what the company is. You know, there's a lot of great products out there that are set up as in network marketing, but ultimately those who make a lot of money are those who are great at recruiting others, building a team. That's how it's done. Yeah, I agree. If you've been fiddling with this for 14 years and haven't had much success, it's probably time to move on. Now, a couple things though, when you, when you said that you've talked to 15 people and you've only gotten two customers, I thought, yeah, geez, that's not bad. When you're talking about, what is that to be a 13% closing ratio? You can make a million bucks with that percentage. If you just up the numbers. I mean, when I've been in sales, I always track the numbers. One time I had a little advertising concept that I was doing where I would just walk in cold to people. Well, I realized that I could close 67% of those deals, walk in and walk out with a minimum check of $395 and sometimes more, but I would close 67% of those people that I can't, well, those are pretty good numbers. So that meant if I got seven no's right in a row, it was no big deal because I knew I'd probably get six yeses right in a row after that. But I made a lot of money with that, knowing that I could close 67%. And depending on the particular project, it would go as high as 85%. Those are great numbers. But if you can close 13%, I mean, that's higher than most network marketing companies are ever going to do. If you can get out there with that, if you talk to 100 people, that means you're going to get 13 new customers. You just do that. I mean, if you did that once a week. Over the course of a week, talked to 100 people, got 30 new customers. I mean, that's a pretty aggressive growth rate for bringing new people on as customers. But again, I agree, it's probably not even a good fit for you. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I had a question, and I, and I had some pushback from some of you listeners because of the way that I addressed it. The guy was working in a bank in kind of a mediocre position. He had an opportunity to move up, and he was promoted to a position, and then he really felt like a fish out of water. And he was like, oh, gee, I want to go back, you know, I want to go back to Egypt, back where they beat me every day, but at least I knew what was expected. And people said, well, you know, I talk a lot about just staying true to yourself. You know, if you're not comfortable in those new areas, you know, then don't do that. Well, that's kind of a short-sighted view of what I was really talking about there. What I said is if you don't, in the new position, he would have to be more intentional about selling and leading. And what I said was, if you don't want to sell and you don't want to lead, then you can find a position like that. It's down here, down the street at Walmart, and it pays 10 bucks an hour. But if you want to change from that, if you really want to do something extraordinary, then you do have to learn how to sell and learn how to lead. You can do that and still stay true to your personal style. Now, let me give you an example. Well, let me, let me just use me as an example. I happen to be high C and D on the disc personality profile as well. So how do I sell? Well, look at the ways that I sell. 
mean, I, in the time that I've been talking just here, there have been a whole lot of deposits made in my bank account. I never talked to those people. I didn't pick up the phone. I didn't go knock on their door. I didn't see them face to face, nose to nose, belly to belly. It's set up on systems that are in place. So you can have systems that are in place and use that extremely effectively to sell where it's not like selling real estate or network marketing or clothes or furniture or jewelry or cosmetics where you have to be face to face with the people. No, the things that I sell are based on me providing information. It intrigues people's curiosity and interest. They go to our website, boom, they click through to the things that I have in my blogs and so on, and they purchase product and a lot of it. So it's a selling system that stays true to my personality. doesn't require me to go into areas that I don't want to, but I can learn how to sell more and more effectively. That's my encouragement. When I say stay true to yourself, I'm not talking about having a Popeye mentality where, hey, I am what I am. No, not at all. I mean, that, that blows my mind when people take that kind of approach. Well, this is just the way I was born. You know, can't change. No, you can change, but you can stay true to your personality tendencies and still advance dramatically in those areas that require selling and leadership. Well, we could kind of park there. I need to move on. Hey, great, great question. Um, David says, Dan, thanks for what you do, your product and podcast. I was introduced to you by a coworker in the Air National Guard. He told me how he was in town one day and decided to come by the sanctuary unannounced. He told me he caught you on the front porch reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that you were very kind to him, gave him a few minutes of your time. I downloaded 48 Days to the Work You Love that very day. Anyway, to my question, I've been working on products to give away on my website. One of them is this attached worksheet. It's very simple. All I did was combine the two thoughts of doing what you love and strengthen your strengths to produce what may be one's passion. I was wondering if you could take a look and tell me what you think. Is it any good? Am I on the right track? This is the first version of this, so I'm looking for suggestions to revise it if needed. Now, David, with, with what you're doing, I mean, it's fine. I mean, it's, it's nothing uh, earth-shaking, but it's fine. But, but here's another thing that I want you to consider as well. When you're looking for things to give away, when, when people sign up for my newsletter or blog, they get a copy of Acres of Diamonds, that rich little book that's in the public domain. You know, I don't pay royalties on it, didn't purchase it. It's in the public domain. I make it available as a resource. You can give away a lot of things, a lot of great, valuable content that are not even things that you have to create yourself. A lot of people get stuck in this space where they think when they start a website, start a business, everything they do has to be original. No, you can be a resource. I mean, a lot of what I've done over the years is simply connect people together, connect people together who need to get the information. Just this week had an amazing session here where I have a client, Shauna McGreevy, who has McGreevy cakes. Well, if you go to her website, I mean, you will have your mouth hanging open because the cakes that she makes look like pieces of art. I mean, sometimes I wonder, is this really a three-dimensional cake? Or is this really a piece of art that somebody drew? They're that dramatic. Well, she has a really big Facebook following, but has not been monetizing that as strongly as we would like. So I said, well, you know, there's somebody that I'd like to introduce you to. I'd like to get you together with Crystal Payne, who has money-saving moms. She is a rock star in that space about making 
an extraordinary income based on having little tiny products, little tiny coupons that money saving, money pinching, homeschooling, stay at home moms take advantage of. And it's really a new concept for me. I tend to very quickly go to how could we create a high dollar package for you? And Crystal's model is making two and three dollars at a time, but having that happen a whole lot of times every single day. So I got those two ladies together. Shauna and her husband Tom flew down from Buffalo, New York, spent the day here. We went to had a delightful sushi lunch together and then came over and spent time with Crystal and her manager Brian Shear. We spent the afternoon together sharing ideas. I love that process. Share ideas. Share your ideas. So, David, you could do that with what you're talking about here. Don't think that you always have to be original. Just look for ways to share ideas, share content that has value in the space where you want to become known as an expert. You know, I, I just remembered with, um, with Randy's question, I really didn't deal with the other party wondered about doing YouTube videos. Yeah, that's pretty tough to do that. There are people doing that when I mean, you can get paid by YouTube for people who watch your videos just based on the number of people who watch. So without even making a purchase, you can do that. And there are people out there who are doing that in an extraordinary way, but you have to something that's really entertaining. It's hard to do that with just good information. Be pretty hard to do that. Most people who use YouTube and and in addition, it reminded me because both crystal and Shauna use YouTube videos as well, but it's to lead people back to their blogs where then they link through to real products. That's the, the income model with that. Well, Pam from uh, North Carolina says, um, if you have an idea for an existing item, one that could be found at home Depot or Lowe's, how do you market your idea without spending money, having it developed? Or do you need to spend money having it developed and then sell it? Also, how do you find items made in other countries that could be sold here through you as a distributor? Well, a couple things on that. If you have an idea for an existing item, you better have it in a prototype stage where somebody can see it, see how it works, at least have it that far. Now, I don't know how much money it's going to require to get it manufactured to have a great prototype. Um, a few weeks ago, I talked about my friend David Ask and his brother-in-law, Eric Poland. They developed a better thermostat guard. Now, if you think about that. Think about like in a restaurant. The thermostat is behind a plastic guard, so not everybody can walk up there and change it, obviously. Usually, those have a key. Traditionally, that's the way they've been done. This is another one of those things where it's always been done the same way. Now, what happens if somebody loses a key or if the manager walks out, quits his job? You know what they usually do? They usually take a hammer and break those things and then have to replace them. That's not very efficient. So what David and Eric did was develop a beautifully designed plastic, polyurethane, whatever it is, cover for a thermostat. And it's opened with a combination lock. So it's a combination So you can change it quickly. It's a little three-digit combination. So it means that customers aren't going to be able to walk up there, but every employee could know how to do that if you wanted to, or you could change it. I mean, that kind of thing. Now, what they did is they went directly to Home Depot. This is one of those situations where I love the enthusiasm of ignorance is what I call it. They didn't know that Home Depot usually buys from big vendors and you have to have a, a long list of products. They just said, 
gee, how could we get to talk to somebody at Home Depot? They did. Really interesting story about how that happened. Uh, the contact that put them together was out of the picture, was not available the day that their day that their appointment was set up. They went anyway. The guy was very gracious. The buyer at Home Depot was very gracious about it. And in fact, moved forward and their thermostat guard, one product with two guys that just put it together is now available online at Home Depot. You can go there if you find thermostat guard with changeable combination lock. You're going to find what David and Eric put up there, which I think is amazingly uh, just innovative to, to just assume that you could go ahead and do that. Frankly, I would have said there's no way that's going to happen. It did happen just because they had the enthusiasm of ignorance, walked forward with that, and just a very cool story. So, yeah, it can be done. A couple other things that you can do, though. If you have a product that could be found, Home Depot or Lowe's, and you really need some help in developing it and marketing it, my suggestion is you contact the people at Quirky. Quirky, Q-U-I-R-K-Y.com. Go there. They will share resources with, they'll get other brain power involved. They'll determine, is this really marketable, help develop it, and you'll get a percentage of what they sell. Now, if you're one of these inventors where you have to own 100%, then don't do that. If you want 100%, then do it yourself. That's the hard way. If you engage other people, it can escalate exponentially your success and you can share in the profits that are generated. Now, as far as getting items that are made outside of the country that can be sold here, very, very common. One of the sources for that is Specialty Merchandise Corporation. If you go to Specialty Merchandise Corporation, uh, you'll find there they represent thousands and thousands of products. They're made in China, Thailand, other places, India, around the world, and you can, in fact, purchase them. And believe me, that's a legitimate business model. I mean, the, the money in products like that is in selling them, not in making them. I mean, I can buy a little widget that's made in China where the people who make it make 30 cents and I can sell it and make $3. I mean, literally the person who sells it can typically make 10 times what the person who made it made. So the, the money is not in, in the, even in the inventing or developing or manufacturing, it's in selling and you can move real quickly into that. Well, let me just remind you, if you're listening to some of these questions and you think, wow, hey, I got a question for Dan. I want to have addressed on here. You can do that. Just go to the 48days.com site, click on the podcast link. You'll find a little red starburst there where you can put your question in that. You can leave an audio question or you can just send it directly to me at askdan at 48days.com. You know, I've been giving out that address so long. Now, askdan at 48days.com. And of course, I have multiple email addresses, but that's the one that I use for the questions that we address every week here on the online radio show. But because I do give it out readily, yeah, it's used by a whole lot of people. You wouldn't believe the people who use that to try to promote new things or just put it on their spam list. I'm forever cleaning out Every week when I open that up, I go through and clean out, you know, 30, 40 that I just um, delete. Usually, usually with those kind of emails, instead of asking to be unsubscribed, I just simply set up a filter where it automatically deletes it without me even seeing it. So if you set up something to come to me based on your fancy schmancy little idea, uh, I'm never going to see it again. 
because I just take that email sender and put it into that filter so that it's automatically deleted before I ever see it. Well, I don't, I don't know why people still try to do things like that where there's no relationship and they just uh, assume that the number, big numbers are going to, we're still enamored with big numbers. You know, we think, oh man, if I send out, you know, 500,000 emails, I'm going to have, you know, 30 people who aren't smart enough to come in out of the rain. You know, well, that's kind of an old philosophy. That really doesn't work. And it's certainly not a business that you can be proud of. I mean, businesses where you can hold your head high and make extraordinary income are those that are based on great relationships. That's the kind of thing we promote around here. Well, this comes from Dorian. This is Dan. I've been an elementary school teacher for over 10 years now. And each year I feel more and more like a trained dog being forced to jump through hoops on command. Although I'm in a highly desirable district, making the highest income I've ever made in my career as a teacher, I'm ready to get out. I have an itch that will just not go away and is demanding to be scratched. My dream is to become a best-selling author. One of my greatest passions is writing fiction. I know you're not a huge fan of fiction, but I love it. I'm a voracious reader and I'm working hard to become a prolific writer. Whenever I listen to your podcast and hear you comment on being a writer, my ears always perk up. I've heard you comment multiple times. Most writers never make more than $40,000 a year. And to become a best-selling author, you have to do what the other 95% of authors don't. So my question to you, Dan, is this. What specifically do the other 5% of writers do? How do those who become best-selling authors make their writing rise to the top of the best-selling list and jump off the shelves of book sales? Although I'm continually working on honing my writing skills, I'm much more interested in becoming a best-selling author rather than a best-writing author. You have been listening. Can you please give me some specific actionable advice on what writers can do to put themselves in the top 5%? I'm hoping that next school year, instead of teaching kids about reading books, they'll actually be reading my books. Thanks, Dan, for your help and advice. Sincerely, Dorian from Kansas City. Golly, I love your set. I love how clear you are about where your passion is and what you want to do. And yes, it is a doable process. Now, a couple things. I would encourage you to get involved in Jeff Goins' Tribe Writers. TribeWriters.com. He addresses a lot of the things that you're talking about here. Now, I mentioned a little bit earlier that Crystal Payne was here, Money Saving Mom. Now, she has a brand new book out, Say Goodbye to Survival Mode, Nine Simple Strategies to Stress Less, Sleep More, and Restore Your Passion for Life. Now, why will that book sell instantly as it is it's because she has 700,000 followers on Facebook now she has some other big numbers as well that I won't go through but that's just one to kind of digest that means she's generated interest connection interaction engagement with a whole lot of people so that when she does introduce a book yeah people are going to jump on it I listened to a podcast this morning that interviewed Lisa Turkhorst, another friend of mine. She's the Proverbs 31 woman. Go to Proverbs 31. I mean, they, they have over a million Facebook followers. Her interaction with people online is astounding. Will her books sell? Absolutely. Now, that's really what you have to look at. You have to look at what are the other ways you can engage with your audience other than just a book. A book is a very small piece 
of a business at this point. My books, and you've heard me talk about this, I consider my books to be feeders for the other parts of my business. That's it. They're feeders for other parts of my business. So they bring people back to the other things where they really make money. That's why I wrote a blog for Michael Hyatt a while ago where I said, forget the royalties, just give my book away. Well, authors went through the roof because, you know, they're so obsessed with their advances and royalties. And I'm like, I could care less about that. I want to get my book out there because if I've done it right, my book leads people back to other things that I do in my business. Now, I'll agree with fiction. It's a little bit different. Sometimes you see book, the book is kind of the end product. That's why, that's why I don't write fiction. And that's why it's a little harder to get my head around that. But I still see people who are fiction writers who create an audience that they engage with. It's the interaction. They're being able to talk to them. They're being able to suggest a character, what the character would do in the next version of the book, whatever. Those are the kind of things that will build your audience and build your brand. Well, here's, let me go to grab a couple more. Sandy says, thanks for your podcast. I'm addicted for, to it and not looking for a 12-step program to get out. My question is regarding finding a new position. I'm working on getting out of corporate life, but need a job until I have a solid plan to get out. I've been at my current job for 11 years and recently experienced job changes that have resulted in an unsatisfying work life. I need out. I do not have a college degree. I worked my way up from the bottom to a six figure salary. I love product management, but all of those jobs require a degree. My application is kicked out before getting an interview. How can I leverage my experience to get another job at this level without having to start over at the bottom? Is there a coach you'd recommend for this situation? Well, you, your situation isn't very complex. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to make it sound easy, but your results will do way more for you than having a college degree. I mean, there's a whole lot of companies out there that realize they're missing great talent if they just have as one of the criteria that a person has to have a degree. You know, do you need a degree? Well, if if you're hiring a surgeon, maybe, but there's a whole lot of people who are self-taught in all kinds of fields these days or have learned on the job. And I know college professors, researchers, fundraisers, business managers, CEOs, software developers, authors, designers, and a whole lot of other people who don't have degrees, and yet they have proven their ability to do what they're doing. And, And there was a time when a lot of information was only available in a school or library setting. But now you can learn anything you need to know offline. So just because somebody doesn't have a degree doesn't mean they're not an expert. I mean, Steve Jobs didn't have a degree. Neither does Richard Branson and a whole lot of other people. Bill Gates, a whole lot of other people don't have degrees. Companies are smart enough to realize that's an artificial criteria by which to judge a person's competence. Or contribution. So hold your head high, Sandy. Get out there and let people know what it is that you did, what you've done in the last 11 years. I mean, it would be ridiculous for a company to say, well, gee, I see that you don't have a degree. Now, you would have gotten a degree, you know, 20 years ago, but we really would have liked to have had you to have a degree in English lit or geophysics or political science. No, they're going to say, wow. Look at what you've done these last 11 years you've been working on the job. You're the person we want. You're the person we want to bring in here. You can do it. Be confident that's going to be the response that you're going to get. 
Well, we got a whole lot of other things. Hey, remember the uh, 48days.com countdown? Hey, go check out my friends at casper.com slash 48days. And use the 48days promo code to get 50 bucks off that phenomenal, fantastic new mattress you can get. Free delivery. We've got one here. Everybody's enjoying it greatly. We got the 48days.com countdown still going on where you can get 10 hardback books for 10 bucks. We've got a couple pieces, uh, teleseminars that are tied together with that. But remember our quotation Thomas Edison said, He who has never made a mistake has never made anything. That's true. You want to make something? You're going to try to do things differently than have been done before. You're going to step out into new territory. And you know what? You're going to make some mistakes. Pat yourself in the back. Break your arm getting around there. Congratulate yourself because you're on a path that a lot of people try to avoid, and they're going to limit their success as a result. Hey, thanks for being part of this organization, this community of big believers, rule benders, where we are, in fact, finding or creating work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable.